ashes to ashes, dust to dust. I hate to do this, but for you, I must. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. Thank you guys so much for subscribing on Stitcher, Podbay FM, iTunes, everywhere. Telling people about us, we really appreciate it. Today, on this podcast, we're going to be talking about the two new releases that were announced over the past month, one from Warner Brothers and one from Tidal. It's two separate projects, and none is going to affect the other at this time. Some people were kind of confused, so we are going to go through it. Plus, some of your favorite bands are going to be touring the UK. Hopefully other places we will see. Uh, The first announcement we had was from Warner Brothers about unreleased material coming out on September 28th. Now that is going to be taken from 1978 through 1996. We're hearing it'll be more focused on 80s material. We don't know what it'll be right now. We don't know if it's going to be a cohesive project that was finished, like maybe a roadhouse garden or something else quote-unquote finished. I'm putting it in quotes but you guys can't see that. Or if it's just going to be random tracks. Now, something that debuted last month was a Nothing Compares to You version that Prince did. Uh, some will call it a demo or whatnot. From 1984, that also featured rehearsal footage with Prince and the Revolution from that same era, time, decade. Now, <clears throat> we were told that that was a strong first salvo of mind-blowing material to come from the new caretakers of the artist's estate, led by entertainment advisor Troy Carter and his company, Adam Factory. Carter is also global head of creator services for Spotify. Remember that when we get into the title deal. You know, so what's interesting is that they're having, you know, they also talk about the Prince Estate official website and um, Prince to me being more emotional where the discography seems more for music nerds. Thanks a lot, Variety, on that one. <clears throat> now, what was coming next, aside from that, um, Troy said the last year was really about information collecting, meeting with various partners, meeting with the heirs and estate executor, Comerica, and figuring out what partners we need to bring on to help execute that vision. First and foremost, it was about organizing the vault and finding out what music exists, what footage exists, photos, personal notes, letters. Prince basically saved everything. So there are decades of music and video and artifacts, but it takes a long time to go through each one of those and research the historical context. Where is this from? Who did he collaborate with? Where was it recorded? What year was it the final version? Man, I know I'm not the only one wishing that they can go through that and knowing that they would know certain things. Um, <laughs> haven't been asked. Some people think I have or some people wish I have, but uh, it's not me. But um, here's hoping they get it right. They also talked about um, the release of Nothing Compares to You is the first piece of music to come from our collaboration with the estate and now working on a release for the fall of full-length album. Now, nothing is mentioned about Nothing Compares to You being 
on that or if it was a separate release that has several different formats. They did try to ask if it was from a specific time or a compilation of material from across years or decades. And all Troy could say is, uh, this will be more time specific. Michael Howe, who's been working with us on the archive, has done a tremendous job of finding some special pieces of work. And one of the pieces that he found, all of us fell in love with it. And inside this was special enough for fans to hear. So we're putting the final touches on it. It'll come in the fall. Michael Howe, um, I believe he was involved or at least went to a listening party at Paisley for Plectrum Electrum. So he was there for something of it. We'll know more in the future, but he is someone that has been employed by Warner Brothers. So there you go. And then they asked, like, it makes it sound like a single piece of work. Is it a suite or concert or a collection of uh, thematically linked songs or something like that? And Troy said, I don't want to give it all away. We still have to preserve some surprises. But after the excitement around Nothing Compares to You, we felt let's give the fans something else this year. And it is definitely coming out on Warner Brothers. And they were wanting to know the status of the non-Warner music, the material included in a $31 million deal, Universal, that was rescinded last year. Troy said he can't comment on it, but what I can say is that there's been a tremendous amount of interest around it, and right now we're weighing our options. So this is maybe where title comes into play, but we're not going to get so much into that yet. They had a follow-up question of there are any suitors who aren't major labels. And Troy said, I was really taken aback by all the types of suitors that came. Some traditional, some non-traditional. When you look at the history of Prince's work, there's a lot of people who fell in love with the music and want to figure out ways to partner with the estate. So we're just figuring out what the best option is. So right now, one of those things is the Warner Brothers deal. <laughs> this is a tough question within a year. Do you feel like you found in catalog nearly everything in the vault? And Troy's answer was Prince recorded and rehearsed and performed constantly. And he taped everything. So once you think you've gotten close to finding everything, you find new things. The vault was just one room, and that room ran over into multiple rooms. And this was mostly before digitalization. So you have hard drives and tapes and things like that. So we're still in the process. And the fun part of my job is finding new things. Every week, I'm getting a new call about something special. Just two weeks ago, we were doing a tape transfer in one of the two-inch boxes. We found the original lyrics to Kiss. It's amazing that things are starting to surface. Again, <laughs> uh, I think a lot of us envy Troy Carter and want to be in his position. And uh, it's kind of cool being able to be the first one told about that and maybe the only one told about it. <clears throat> what are some of the most exciting things you found so far? He wrote down his thoughts and plans, Troy said, and how he ran his business. So he pretty much left a blueprint of how things should go. I know someone's going to mention something about a will, but nope. So listening to the music, the demos, seeing some of his notes and tape notes, you really get an idea of how his mind worked. I'm honored to get a glimpse of his process. A little bit of what you saw in the Nothing Compares to You video. Those were rehearsal tapes. So just seeing him work in rehearsal, if it was Madison Square Garden, as if it was Madison Square Garden, performing for his bandmates like there were 100,000 people there. That's a beautiful process to watch. Now, still regarding the Warner's deals, 
the Warner deal and other things. There was some concern about the condition of some tapes in the vault. Have any been irreparably damaged? Certain things happen with age, but Iron Mountain is probably one of the best in the world at risk restoration, Troy said. So they basically have any machine that was ever invented for recording, and they have propriety ways of being able to restore tape. So I haven't run across any real issues <clears throat> in terms of the condition of the material. So this is why stuff had to be moved from Paisley to Iron Mountain, is to preserve the vault, to bake the tapes, to do certain other things that Dave Hampton has explained to multiple times he's been on our show. It was needed to be done. And then, are there any plans to re-release the long out-of-print Sign of the Times concert film or any of the many concerts he broadcast on television over the years? Troy said, we're basically looking at all options. We have a very specific plan around the music because we just don't want to just dump things into the marketplace and have things out just to have them out. Prince is very thoughtful in the way he released music and toured and being able to preserve and protect that is important as well. What about things like clothes and instruments? Prince Museum oversees the wardrobe and artifacts, and they're charged with archiving and preserving, which you guys see at Paisley Park, and the My Name is Prince exhibitions that they've been having. They touch base that there would be a musical or any something like that, just saying that they're in conversations. And what does it feel like to see and find all these things and be entrusted with them? And Troy said, you know what? It's emotional. Um... He realizes how important this role is. I took a trip to Paisley Park to go through the archives, lyric books, and letters and photos and mementos. And I had to stop several times in the process just to breathe a little bit because it's heavy. You can still feel his energy in the work. And there was one piece of video that we came across. I got home and popped it in. Wow, he's allowed to take him home. And it was 1130 at night, and I had tears running down my face watching this video. It was just incredible that I was witnessing what I was witnessing. Just beautiful. His spirit and his creative energy are in the work, and I think you can feel it. And then someone says, is that a video of a performance? And he goes, yes, the most special one that I've seen. I can't wait for fans to see it. You'll see. So that was the Warner Brothers announcement. A lot of... Uh, Shared information from Troy Carter. Uh, I'm not envious of a lot of people in my life. Um, I always feel that you have to be down the road. They were meant to be down. This is one thing I'm uh, envious of. But I'm hoping that Troy is going to do the best job possible. You know, everyone keeps thinking that, oh, he's going to get a deal with Spotify because that's the company he's associated with. And now... He has a deal with Warner Brothers in place. We don't know if there has been a deal for uh, the Warner material from 78 through 95 or 96. And if there's a separate deal for MPG for Prince's material 96 through 2016, which would include his last ever shows of the Piano Microphone Tour and the shows at Paisley Park. So last week... There was another announcement about another new Prince album coming in 2019, but this time on Tidal, not Spotify, on Tidal. And if you remember, this is where Prince was streaming his music exclusively before he passed away. Now, there was conflict of it. There were lawyers involved and other mouthpieces that were against Tidal 
being done or being had. A lot of Princess fans are older, so they're not really down with the streaming service. They want physical copies of CDs. What's interesting is, is even before this title announcement, people were upset about Warner Brothers releasing the music. Um, although he had a new contract with them in 2014 to get his masters back. Now, this isn't a deal that says that that Warner's owns everything from 78 through a portion of 95, 96. There's nothing in place that says that yet. And now here it is title as a separate release coming out. Now, isn't that kind of what Prince wanted is different projects, just like if he wanted to release a jazz record through Blue Note, he can release it through Blue Note. So people weren't happy with the Warner Brothers announcement. So they'd be happy with the title announcement. Not really. But let's get into the title announcement. You know, this came out last Friday and people... Like I said, we're confused. Is this going to affect the Warner Brothers release? Does this change things? And no, it doesn't. You're still going to get the Warner Brothers album in September. And now you're going to have this one coming in sometime in 2019. So that they announced that title, the streaming service will exclusively, exclusively debut an album of previously unreleased music by the late artist. According to the announcement, the album will contain previously unreleased music sourced from Prince's vast archive of vault recordings. The album, expected released in 2019, will stream exclusively on Tidal for 14 days and will be available for download seven days after its debut. Now, we're assuming that's going to be available for download via Tidal seven days after release and not on other streaming services. And then... There, you know, which album, which label will distribute the album was unclear. The announcement only says a global physical release is planned to be the Prince Estate following the exclusive digital premiere on Tidal. So what you could be having is the download for seven days after its debut could be via Tidal for download. And it's also a possibility that you'll have a physical release before the 14 days. Then after the 14 days pass, it'll be on other digital services such as Spotify, Sirius, anything you have, Pandora, iTunes. You know, I'm just talking about other stuff we're going to also be played on and only just on streaming services. Now, again, we don't know all this. All we know is for 14 days, they'll have exclusively for streaming, then seven days to download doesn't say that 14 days later they're going to have the album for sale on CD. So it could be before the 14 days is up. You know, and can't make this any clearer. The release is going to be separate from another album containing previously unreleased material coming in September from Warner Brothers. Um, today's announcement for a title says the album partnership with Tidal does not involve any of Prince's music catalog that is subject to prior agreements with Warner Brothers Records. That means this material will be post-1996 when Prince's initial deal with the label ended. Um, the announcement also said that the new release marks a continuation of Prince's 2015 partnership with Tidal, through which it premiered the hit-and-run Phase 1 and Phase 2 albums 
And title stated, this concludes the previously concludes concludes the previously unresolved legal matters between the prince estate and title, which had been ongoing in the wake of the confused state of the artist's business affairs after his passing. Certain prince releases remain exclusively available for streaming on title. Unfortunately, stuff like Emancipation Crystal Ball isn't on there yet. Emancipation. Hmm. The estate and title owner Jay-Z are working together on the song selection for the album. Um, Jay-Z says our only goal is to share Prince's music with his fans as he wanted. After thoughtful and honest conversation with him, meaning Prince, when he was here, he chose title as his partner for Hit and Run Phase 1 and Run Phase 2. And we'll continue to respect and honor Prince's enduring legacy and wishes with this new collection. Now, Troy Carter, speaking on behalf of the estate, noted, he's very pleased that this is resolved and we get to honor the relationship between Prince and Tidal with this album. We look forward to fans hearing the new music and experiencing the genius of Prince. The agreement between Tidal and the Prince estate was approved on May 9, 2018 by the probate court overseeing the Prince estate. So again, Prince was doing business with Tidal before he passed. And again, a majority of the reaction from the fans was they weren't happy with it. I don't like title. I don't want to stream music. I want a physical copy of the CD. Hey, I want a physical copy of the CD too. I'm not the biggest streaming fan. I kind of like owning my music and then bloating it into my old iPod. <laughs> Makes me, ages me. Um, because I don't trust streaming services if something happens and goes offline. I want to have access to my music. You know, like everyone says, like, oh, once you put something on the Internet, it's there forever. But with the streaming service, what's to say, like, Emancipation and Crystal Ball, if you didn't save it and you only had it through the streaming service of title, you have no access to it now. So I like physical copies, too. I like vinyl as well just for the feel of it and because it's making a comeback and it just seems like that's where things are headed what's old is new what's new is old eh? so what can we do here it is we're getting a warner brothers release we're getting a title release and the fans still aren't happy What can we do here? We're getting new music from him. Back in the day, we'd all be excited. And now we have this Prince wouldn't want this, Prince wouldn't want that. Oh, my God. I swear, like I said, my eyes are going to become stuck from how much eye-rolling I do every day now when seeing stuff or the famous Prince side-eye. It's a different world we live in. And... uh Sometimes what Prince would want, he would change his mind on a lot because phase one, he originally gave to Warner Brothers and they passed on it. So he made the title deal. Same with phase two. They were more interested in the Purple Rain remaster. And look, they got it last year. They got the deluxe. How did that sell? How was that promoted? Why wasn't the revolution on Fallon or Colbert to uh, perform and talk about it? Why wasn't there a limited release of Purple Rain put back in the theaters for that weekend? And uh, 
the thing that's disheartening to me is that it looks like the same people that were involved with the Warner Brothers uh, version of the Purple Rain Deluxe set last year are still the same people involved in the project for this year. Yeah, I'm disheartened by it. It isn't about jealousy or whatnot. It's about wanting it to be done right. I just felt there could have been better things for Purple Rain Deluxe last year. And, you know, there's some things that I'm finding out that I'm not at liberty to discuss yet. When I am able to discuss things, I will. But there's things I find out on my own and um, things I'm told. And uh, I have to be selective in what's said. But right now, that's where it stands is some of the people curating the material, the Warner Brothers stuff, were involved in the Purple Rain Deluxe. And I wasn't the biggest fan of that just because I wanted to be more better promoted. I feel that Prince deserved the best. I feel that Purple Rain is an American classic and it should have been treated as such. And the purple carpet should have been rolled out for it in many different ways. Um, and we're still waiting for that 1983, the August 3rd, 1983 first Avenue show where the revolution in its form with Wendy Melvoin debuted and we still haven't gotten that so there's frustrations on that but you have that coming out then you have the title release um and look phase one and phase two those came out quite quickly phase one was in stores within a week of its release through title albeit um to a lot of prince people it wasn't their favorite of him trying to be current and his music endeavors and where his mind was at. Phase two was a little bit different. Although it was released through title, they decided to do the peer-to-peer distribution because he wasn't getting the deal that he wanted. And then this way you get the fans more involved in it. Now again, it's whatever deal would bring him the most money or ways to do stuff like that. So peer-to-peer worked and was successful with the fans. Um, Albeit it took a lot longer for people to either get it mailed to them or see it in record stores. But um, when we were there at Paisley Park for the January 21st shows, it was there for sale with a lyric book with it, you know, lyrics inside the booklet, stuff like that that people liked. So... Why wouldn't we get that with the title release? We will get a CD. Will we get vinyl? With phase one and phase two, there are <clears throat> quote unquote import versions of phase one and phase two. <laughs> uh, not exactly official releases, but they are on vinyl. I would like to see the Warner Brothers material on vinyl and same with the title. Now with Prince Forever... Um, that took a while for the vinyl set to be released after it was officially released on CD. With Purple Rain Deluxe, you got the Purple Rain 9-track remaster on vinyl. You didn't get the other unreleased material and edit versions on there. However, here's hoping that stuff will change and that they'll understand that there is a demand for vinyl, especially because Purple Rain was in the top five releases of that year 
for vinyl. And in fact, it was top five with only a month of sales when you were just doing the half year sales. It was top five when they first did the first six months because Purple Rain was released in uh, June and then them putting the sales for it, it was already top five. And then by the end of the year, was still sitting in the top five of sales on vinyl. So it's there. The market's there. <clears throat> I guess, you know, with streaming services, it's just different. <clears throat> you know, the physical release of Purple Rain sold just under 100,000. I wonder if it's over 100,000 now. Its first week sales were around 43,000 copies. Now with streaming, you're reaching a younger generation. You aren't getting paid as much, but apparently that's the reason that Prince liked title is that you were getting more. Now let's discuss the elephant in the room. The same day the contract was signed for title to get this unreleased music in 2019, title was accused and admitted to for the Kanye releases on title and Beyonce's Lemonade, which is Jay-Z's wife, they lied about hundreds of millions of plays for those specific albums so that in return, you know, they made more money off of it because they were saying it got played more. So, you know, and it accrues a certain amount of money for each time it's played. Now, if you're saying hundreds of millions of times it was played when it wasn't, uh, isn't that a little bit of pale in itself? They admitted to it. I don't know what they're doing to rectify the situation. I don't think they're going to take the money back from Kanye or Beyonce, but that's what happened. Now, I did see some jokes that, you know, like, oh, will title still be around in 2019? I guess we will see, but that's the plan right now. We are say we have the Warner Brothers material in September. And then you have the title album that will be released sometime in 2019. Now, during those times, you're going to be having the revolution performing in Europe. And tickets go on sale Friday, May 18th. Now, there is a few shows that have been announced. It hasn't been the full tour I'm hoping, <coughs> excuse me, because people aren't exactly happy with that. They want more, and there's some other countries that aren't in the mix yet that are wanting it. So that's what's happening right now. They're going to be having Copenhagen, Amsterdam, Paris, and London Shepherd's Bush Empire on February 13th of 2019. Now, those are all places that Prince has played. And some of these venues are venues that Prince has played before. So now they'll be doing that as well. Now, not only is the revolution going to be hitting up the UK, but the new power generation is going to be playing the O2 Arena Thursday, August 2nd this year. And tickets for that are going on sale on Friday as well. The same time as the revolution. Oof. Man, you know, you're going to be having, you're going to be having, your bank account's going to take a little bit of a hit overseas originally. And those are things that are going on. Um, but they're continuing the legacy regardless of the things uh, that are being said. 
You're going to see a revolution show next year. And now you get to see a new power generation show this year at the O2. Don't know if it's going to be like Drake. We're going to turn the O2 into the O3, but, uh, we know Prince brought that joint for 21 nights and those after shows were the place to be. So let's try if we can <coughs> to be a little bit more positive that we're getting unreleased material from the Warner Brothers era, that we're getting unreleased material from after that. Let's try and stop this whole Prince would have want this, Prince would have want that. Because we are slowly turning into those Michael Jackson fans that people are scared of. Let's not be that way. Let's honor his legacy. Let's get more people into his music. You know, when these CDs come out, buy one for yourself. Buy one for someone who needs to get hip to Prince. Or even something from his older catalog. If you're wanting to teach the babies about the new music, you know? <coughs> Excuse me. But let's try to honor the legacy because that's the one thing that Prince would want is to make sure that his music lives on. I think we can all be in agreement of that, right? All right, everyone. I want to thank you guys so much for listening hope that kind of cleared the air on everything that is going on it's two separate releases they're not going to impact each other there will not be material on one album that will be on the other it's going to be two separate projects now here's hoping during that time we get some videos to purchase or what Ever. The Nothing Appears to You thing was a great surprise. We want more of it. I want more of it. Don't you? Thanks again for subscribing, everyone. Thanks for listening. Till next time. And you'll be hearing us sooner than you think. Keep it funky. <laughs>